Hi! Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talk to Ken Bulky of Sinbin.Vegas, previewing the Jets against the Golden Knights. And then we also meet the newest member of Valor FC. So stay tuned to the podcast. As we look ahead now to tomorrow night, around this time, we'll be deep into the first period of the Jets hosting the Vegas Golden Knights as we preview things from the other side for a change. And Ken Bolke of Sinbin.Vegas. Ken, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good. How are you? Sounds cold up there. I mean, it's this is balmy, man. It's just below zero Celsius. It was way colder than this about a week ago. So the, the people coming in from Vegas will be, uh, they'll be okay. I hope so. I'm happy I'm not going up there for that cold. <laughs> okay, so the, the Golden Knights coming up here. The big news today is just injuries. Jack Eichel going on injured reserve. Zach Whitecloud on long-term injured reserve now. Where does this leave the Golden Knights in terms of who's on the roster right now in the salary cap? Uh, well, they're all still on the salary cap. I guess I guess long-term IR kind of takes Whitecloud off of it. Uh, Eichel's still on there. Theodore's another one that you didn't mention. He didn't play the last game, had kind of a shin-on-shin type of thing in the overtime period against Philly. That one doesn't look good, and there's some kind of thought that pulling up two defensemen means he's probably not making this trip either, so my guess would be he's going to be out as well. Uh, they're they're definitely down a few players here, and it's starting to look a bit uh, familiar to a year that we all want to forget, which was last year. What have you thought of the Golden Knights' start to the season as a whole? Uh, the first 15 games were awesome. They were unbelievable defensively. They were taking advantage of every opportunity that was given to them when mistakes kind of popped up for the other team. Uh, and they were scoring. They were defending. They were doing everything you could possibly want to do. Special teams, uh, it, was, it was not great. But then the last 15 games, it's kind of been uh, hit or miss. Like there's been some moments where – They've been able to jump out the leads and then hold on. They've had some moments where they've gotten leads and blown them. They've had some times where they haven't been able to score. They haven't been all that good at home. The goaltending hasn't been quite to the same level where it was really good for the first 15. So if you look at the entirety of the of the 30 games, it's not bad. Like, you can't be upset with 29-1. and one, But if you really drill it down to the last 15, they're playing mediocre hockey at the moment. Most recently, a 3-1 home loss to the Boston Bruins last night. The Vegas Golden Knights are not good scoring goals at home for some reason. We did see the Jets go in there twice already, get pumped in the first period of their first meeting, and then Connor Hellebuck by himself forced overtime in the second one, which was a 2-1 win for Vegas. Can you explain why the Golden Knights are good offensively on the road and not good at home? I really cannot. And and the bad thing is, it's not just me. Like I've talked to players, I've talked to the coach, I've talked to people who've watched the team, scouts, all sorts of different people. There's really not a good answer. The best answer we've gotten is like they're not as good at managing the puck, but that doesn't really normally lead into offense. That's usually leading into how terrible your defense ends up being. So there's really not a good answer other than there's an idea of eventually it's going to come back to earth. And the question is, does the scoring on the road come back to earth or does the scoring at home come back up to earth? And I don't know which one it is. I, I do think they're going to struggle to score this season. And so it doesn't shock me, but seven goals in five home games, that's, that's ridiculous. But 
they're not at home tomorrow night. They're coming to Winnipeg on the road. So just watching them from afar, I mean, they went into Boston last week, and that was a game that they won, but they did have to hold on for dear life after blowing a 3 nothing lead when in a shootout. But from what you've seen, is there a tangible difference with how they play on the road? I mean, I think the biggest thing is they've just been ahead. Like a lot of these road games, you look at basically the entirety of this last four-game trip, a lot of the games in the, in the previous trip before that where they were really good on that Eastern trip, they've been ahead. You know, it's, it's multiple goal leads in the first period time and time and time again, and then they've been really good in the first five minutes of all three periods, really. And when you do that, you start to kind of fall into a game where you're allowing the other team to kind of press towards you when you're playing away like if you're ahead and you're away you play the classic road hockey game and and it's a little bit more conservative and you let your chances come to you and then a lot of times when you're a rush team like the golden knights you can score goals that way how they're getting those leads is the question there's really not anything tangibly different other than the fact that they just finished their chances on the road and they haven't been at home and so we look at tomorrow night's game against the winnipeg jets team coming off a 5-2 loss at home to washington yesterday it's been a bit since those two teams faced off October 30th against uh, with Connor Hellebuck stealing the show in that one. What's your memories of the meetings with the Jets so far, and has your th- opinion of the team changed in the last month? Uh, definitely my opinion of the Golden Knights has changed. I, I can't say I've seen enough of the Jets to, to truly know how much it's changed. I know the record's real good, and I know the goalie's been fantastic throughout the entire way. The first Jets game, I think, was just your classic mistake game where the Jets came in and just couldn't stop making mistakes and the Golden Knights jumped all over them kind of rammed down their their throats and and put them you know put them away quickly the second game was one that was kind of a throwback to something we were used to the last couple of years with the Golden Knights where they just dominate possession the entire game and because of that it's just wave after wave after wave of pressure and then it comes down to, are they able to finish? In that game, they couldn't. Kyle Buck was unbelievable in that game. And that's not been what we've seen. Like, that's not been the style of play the Golden Knights have been pretty much all season under Cassidy, aside from a few games at the beginning of the season. So I do think you're going to see a much different style of game. And I, I don't know how you can be all that confident that the Golden Knights are just going to go right back to scoring because it's a game that's away from T-Mobile. I, I think against a good goalie, against team playing well, I don't know how they're going to score consistently, and that's going to be without Eichel, without Petrangelo, without White Cloud, and probably without Theodore. Talking with Ken Bolke here of Sinbin.Vegas, covering the Vegas Golden Knights, who are here tomorrow night to take on the Jets. 5 p.m. pregame show begins on CJOB with the puck drop just after 7. And Ken, in your opinion, through the first 30 games, what have been the biggest differences from Peter DeBoer to Bruce Cassidy as head coach? The, the number one difference is how they defend. Uh, under DeBoer, they were really aggressive in how they wanted to challenge the puck, find numbers, advantages, and then get that thing out of the zone as quickly as physically possible. Now they kind of sit back more in like this hybrid box-in-one zone type of thing where they're pretty comfortable when the puck's away from the middle of the ice. If you want to sit on the outside of the circles or underneath the goal or out by the point, they're not all that concerned about it. So what it leads to is – They're no longer a Corsi dominant team. They're not the type of team that you can't go in there and get 30, 40 shots against them. But if you don't work to get the shots from the inside, you're going to sit there and just fling shots from 40, 50 feet away the entire game. And both goalies are going to stop them the entire time. It's just the kind of the way they're defending and the way that they're comfortable in their own zone that they never were before. 
The problem is they've spent so much time in their own zone that they're struggling to generate offense anymore, which that wasn't the case for the first 15 games. And in the past 15, it absolutely has been. Who's been the best Golden Knight so far this season? Oh, man. I would probably lean towards Eichel. Uh, he's been, you know, offensively exactly what we were expecting. And then defensively, he's been better. There are still times where you can wish for more, but there, he's been better there. And then I guess maybe Petrangelo, which both of those are not playing tomorrow. Uh, he's just been consistently a, an offensive driver. He plays a huge minutes. He plays against the best players every single night. And he's out with personal reasons, and we have no idea exactly what it is beyond illness in the family, and um, it doesn't sound good, whatever it is. So are, are you getting flashbacks right now to last year when uh, I mean, every, everything fell apart because everyone was hurt? Yeah, it's a little bit different in that a lot of the injuries were expected to be a little bit longer. So the stone one we knew was going to be a while when they traded for Eichel, we had the pretty good idea that that was into February and they got him in November. You know, there were broken feet a couple of different times and you know, that's a month here and there. These ones you've got Petrangelo, which is completely up in the air. The Eichel one, he played a game after being injured and now he's back on IR. So we don't know what's going on there. White cloud's going to be a while. We don't have a lot of information on Theodore, so it doesn't feel as catastrophic at the moment, but the speed at which they've come over the past week or two weeks now, maybe even, has really been reminiscent of last year where it was, I mean, there was a 15-game stretch last season that they, they couldn't make it through three periods without somebody else going out, and it's starting to feel that way. You just look back on the schedule. They've lost a guy each of the last four games. Let's talk goaltending because going into the year, that was a huge question mark for this team with Robin Leonard out. And then there was Lauren Brassois, who's not playing. He's hurt as well. And so you go in with Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. I'll be honest. I didn't have super high expectations. What were your expectations and how far have they been exceeded? I was very similar to you, kind of just questioning what's the likelihood that all of a sudden you're going to have these two guys come in and, and perform to a competent level. And I thought that if they perform average in the NHL, that that would be a heck of a job. And I think that's what they're getting. The, the, the question becomes like when you're an average goalie and the expectation was to be not an average goalie, people tend to overrate that. So there's a lot of belief that like they're getting tremendous goaltending. I don't think that's necessarily the case. They're certainly not getting bad goaltending. They're definitely getting better goaltending than I think we thought we were going to get coming into the season. But I think it's been fine. Like, not not elite, not bad, certainly not a problem. I don't think the reason they're losing games is their goaltending, but I also don't think that they have a goalie who's going to come in here and if they don't play a good game, they're going to win a game anyway. I just don't think that they're going to get many stolen games, and we haven't seen that the past 15. 13-7 record for Logan Thompson, a 2.70 goals against average and 9.17 save percentage. Aiden Hill, 7-2-1 with a 2.38 goals against average and 9.14 save percentage. So as we sit right now, Ken, what do you think is the ceiling for this Golden Knights team this season? Mm, that's a tough one because like at full strength, which I hate using this again because I went through an entire season where I said the same thing, like, at full strength, they're really good. But what's the realistic chance that they're ever going to be at full strength? So if you're sitting here saying, what's the expectation? It's hard to say, well, yeah, they're going to go back to full strength, and then they're going to go two months into the playoffs at full strength. Just unrealistic. So to me, 
They're probably a playoff team. I've always kind of thought that they were a borderline playoff team over the course of an 82-game season. I still kind of feel that. Maybe the 13-2 and start leads you to believe that they're closer to 100 points as opposed to 95. So that would put you a little bit easier into the playoffs. But I don't, I don't think they're one of the best teams in the NHL. I think they're good. I think they're you know, in the middle and better than a lot of the bad teams. But I, I, just, I just cannot sit here and say I think they're a legitimate Stanley Cup contender because I, I don't. And you don't think they're going to stay there at the top of the Pacific? Uh, I think they might. Pacific's not good. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't expect Seattle to all of a sudden be this juggernaut that they've been for a little bit here. And, like, Calgary, Edmonton can't seem to figure it out. Maybe they win the division. But, like, what does that really mean, right? Fair enough. All right. Well, thanks for your thoughts tonight, Ken. Appreciate it. And uh, fun watching the game from a warmer climate tomorrow night. Yes. Thank goodness. I'm going to be in my warm uh, house watching it with a blanket on. Well, I'll be in the press box without a blanket. But <laughs> anyway, Ken, have a good night. Have a good one. That's Ken Bolke. You can find his work at Sinbin.Vegas if you want more information on how things look from the other side. turn our attention to the beautiful game and soccer as Valor FC has added another player for 2026. Abdu Samake has signed with the team after three years with Pacific FC and he joins us now on the show. Abdu, welcome to Winnipeg. Hey, thanks for having me. So tell us why you wanted to come to Valor FC. Hey, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, my, uh, my, my contract was up with uh, Pacific and, you know, I've I've talked to Phil, had great conversations with him, love what he's building here. I've been able to see the team and how they've uh, performed over the years. And, yeah, just the project, um, uh, Phil, and, and what's going on over here, I think it's, it's very promising. And it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a good step for me and my career as well. So I'm, I'm really excited uh, to be a part of the, the organization. How much did you talk to your uh, Pacific teammate Jordan Haynes in making this decision? He just came over last week. Yes, he did, and it was actually uh, a crazy surprise, you know, because as players, you know, at the end of the year, you're you're trying to figure out where you're going and everything, and things are always a bit uncertain. Uh, but to see a, a like a teammate like this and a guy that I've played a lot with sign uh, a couple of weeks before me when I knew I was going to sign, I was very excited. Um, to know I'm going to be back and, and get the chance to play with them again. So you got two defenders from the same team at Pacific. How would you describe his play? Hey, Jordan is a really, he's a guy that gives everything uh, for the team, for the cause. Um, he's very, he's a, he's a player that can defend very well. Um, he's a, he's a very strong player. He can defend against all the, the best players, um, on the wing in the league, like he's shown that for me definitely, and and um, he's a great teammate, everything, and and very intelligent player as well. That can that can uh, that can take uh, information and and apply like a very good, uh, reliable uh, defender and teammate to have. So yeah, that's that's why I'm excited to, to play with him again here uh, at Valor. And how would you describe yourself as a player? I think. Um, I would like to, to see myself with some of the same attributes. Let's say, you know, like a gritty player. A player is going to fight. You have everything all the time. Who's, you know, always ready to 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 put everything on the line to win. Uh, like that comes first for 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 a club, for individuals. 
Uh, and for the fans, of course, first and foremost, winning is, you know, what, what excites everybody. So for me, that's like the fundamentals there. And after that, you know, just I would, I'd like to see myself as just a bit of, just a overall defender. I can defend, can play, um, I can organize. I, I try to be a, a good leader for my teammates. Um, and the guys around me on the pitch. And yeah, so that's, how, that's what I think I can bring. How would you describe your time in the Canadian Premier League since you first joined it in 2020? Uh, for me personally, it's been nothing but amazing, you know, because um, we always talk about segues and pathways in, for professionals in, in this country. And as we know, before this league, it was very hard for players to to start their careers and everything. And for me personally, I was playing um, in Division One at Michigan in the U- in the U.S. And after that, you know, it's like there's the draft. You hope you can get signed with a team in the draft. But if that doesn't work out, then it's a, it's a struggle to start with, especially like in, in my situation as well, coming out of school or for young players. So to have my league that was one year old when I got out of school and to have uh, a coach who believed in me from the start to say, hey, I know you can, you can play professionally. We're going to train you everything. Um, to get that chance for me, you know, it's... Um, I'm really grateful for this league. I think it's really good for for a lot of us Canadian players here. So growing up without a domestic league in Canada, you're from Mali originally and then came over to Montreal and then Ottawa. What was your kind of future goals knowing that there wasn't a league really here? Were you looking at the MLS? Were you thinking about Europe? What was the kind of the, the dream goal when you were a kid? For me, for sure, you know, like... To, to be there, to be here in Canada, like when I was young, I resigned with Montreal and the Impact, and you know that's a great club, a great organization. They've also really um, helped me work on my game a lot. So that was always my plan, at least you know at the beginning, to play professionally there. And then um, when that when that didn't seem like it was gonna work right away, I thought. Um, and also for me and my family, like getting education was always very important. So then I started looking at um, options for for scholarships and, and schools from which I could then go in the draft, hopefully. So that was kind of my plan. And then um, unfortunately for me, of course, like the draft didn't work out, you know, it's, and, you know, it, that's how it is. You know, sometimes you... You know, based on my on my um, college career, which was, I think, pretty good, but not, like, amazing, it's hard to get on a team right away. So to have the, the CPL right there for me, it was like a no-brainer. I was just thinking if I could get a great place to start to, to start getting experience and to grow my game, then, then I think I can, I can make something uh, of myself maybe in this game. So... That's, that's the opportunity that I got at Pacific. And, um, you know, I appreci- I'm really appreciative for that. And then now I'm looking to take another, yeah, another step in my game coming here. What do you know about the city of Winnipeg? Obviously, you've played games here since you started playing in the CPL, but what about the city itself? Uh, to be honest, hey, you have to please tell me more because I don't know much besides coming for the games. A lot of times when you're on the road, you know, you're just in the hotel then then around the facility, which I, which is obviously amazing um, in Winnipeg, but I don't know much about uh, other things. You'd have to educate me. Well, uh, if it's 
minus 30. I don't know if you, you want to come here quite yet, but it's not that cold at the moment, thankfully. You don't have to play soccer when it's terribly cold. But uh, if you like winter, this is the city for you. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's, it's fine with me. I, got, I just got uh, a new gray jacket. When was my mom got a new jacket? I'm ready. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm ready for the cold. That's awesome. Uh, before I let you go, I can't let a soccer player go without asking about the World Cup, the semifinals, the next couple of days. Who's going to win? What do you What do you think? It's tough. Right? It's tough. Like that's a tough one. I'd say if it's the the best team right now, just the one that's just the most full and just like seems difficult for me to be beaten. It's France, of course. But the middle is Argentina. It's like wild horse and have just the best player in the world he can make something happen and then Morocco for me personally just just like uh, just I support them I, I want them to do as good as possible so I, I, unfortunately I can't give you a direct answer <laughs> on that one that's okay so you're so you're cheering for Morocco but you think probably France is going to win yeah and I would like to see Messi do some magic and, and be happy and have a and that have that have that added to kind of his uh his uh, journey as a player because he's like, he just been incredible, honestly. All right, so a Morocco-Argentina final, and you'll be happy either way. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Appreciate your time, Abdu. Thanks for this, and welcome to Winnipeg. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That is Abdu Samake, defender who has been signed by Valor FC for the 2023 season, spent the last few years with Pacific FC, won a championship with them, though didn't actually play in the championship match a couple years ago because he was injured in the semifinal match. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So sad that it should come to this. Try to